Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal. And sitting in for Andy, Cassie Schrader. And of course, we've got T- Timmy Lammers this hour. Next hour, the Pollock will be in. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> Cassie comes in and goes, should I call him Mike or Michael? And I said, just call him asshole. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Tex. Yeah, exactly. We'll be right back, kick things off with the family. Latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that you know adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very very successful, no question. I, I you know I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this out of the other thing, and they both say, "Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal?" <laughs> and I just had no answer for. <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Oh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. This uh, spot is going to define irony. I have headphones on one ear and an earplug plugged into my phone on the other because somebody filed a fake unemployment claim with the state of Minnesota. Is there a check in there? No. Damn it. I was going to split it up. Yeah, anyway. I'm going to federal prison together. So if I have to jump off the air at any second, you'll know why. So here's the ironic part. We're hiring people at Walser. Well, you get unemployment, and you get to work. That's right. It's, you get paid twice, apparently, if you can figure out how to screw the government. God. No, seriously, we've got about 70 positions open uh, in Minnesota, various stores, a lot of sales positions. If you've considered sales, uh, it's this is a great time to learn. 12-week uh, paid training program before you get into the stores, and then we're going to help you all along the way. We want you to be successful. It's a salary position. It's not commissioned, so you're you know, you're going to get paid really well and have a lot of fun. So for more information, go to walzer.com, hit careers, or as always, email me at doug at walzer.com. I get to still say it, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. There you go. Yeah, baby. God, that was so much fun talking to the record guy that was in charge of the roof session. I finally got a copy of that. God. I found a, it's a I'm sure guy. it's a scam copy on uh, eBay, but watched it the other night. It was, it was really good. Yeah, I forget I how good that movie was. I found that book. I'm like, ooh, that's going to be a good one for yeah. a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, there, exactly. No, I'll tell you, honestly, God, I can't remember the guy's name, but I was talking to him. He was a Capitol rep. For Los Angeles. Yeah, you guys knew all the same people. We know. I was weird. It's like, yeah, you know, talking to Bruce Wendell. He goes, oh yeah, Bruce came over. You know, I was like, we all knew the same people. It's too bad that you're here. I could tell Dougie a a story about what uh, one of those guys said about uh, Morgan Fairchild. Oh no. Oh, I think you did tell me this story actually. Did it have something to do with strawberry shortcake? Yeah. Yes, I did tell you the story. (laughs) Never mind. You know. A lot of guys turn the clock on when we're on the air. But, oh, that's right. You know, I'm you used and to Catherine, Catherine. You and Catherine are a disaster with that. With we got to get a new clock. That thing's driving me insane. Is it the battery? You think? No, Andy said he changed the battery. Oh, for Christ's sake! 
I mean, it used to show the time of day up there. It doesn't do that. Look at it. Says, there. Oh, there you go. We finally got <laughs> to aim it at Doug's head. Let's start the show. Yeah. And now let's start the show, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Here's the problem that I have. So yesterday we read that a guy says that George Floyd and uh, Officer Chauvin knew each other for many years. They bumped heads all the time. Uh, this, you know, they, they didn't care for Chauvin, blah, blah, blah. Did you hear what he did today? Uh-uh. Sent a statement to CBS and said, oh, you know what? I was wrong. I had the wrong guy. Yeah, I, I, oh, are you kidding me? So who's making money off of that deal? Because he said he knew George Floyd, worked with him for years, and all of a sudden he doesn't know who he is? Yeah. We can ask Tim Lammers. Forget it. Lammers is on the outs. We're not asking him anything. Actually, How Tim, dare you, sir? How dare you, sir? Um, <laughs> i got to read a story now. Who are you talking about? Uh, who were we talking about? George Floyd. Oh, George Floyd. Yeah, remember the guy said today in the news, he called CBS and said, oh, sorry, I had the wrong guy. I was wrong. Remember the guy who ratted out George Floyd and Chauvin were enemies working together at the bar? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, now he says today he was wrong. Said today he was wrong. Yeah, it was actually Pink Floyd, not George Floyd. Pink Floyd. Floyd. (laughs) A whole different story that way. I had a bitch of a time at first because I know a guy named George Foley, so I kept calling him George Foley. (laughs) Damn it! What is an F and the L and a Y? You would have not done well at the protest. Say his name, George Foley. George Foley. (laughs) Well, it's five letters, and four of them are the same letters except for one. That muscle memory. Muscle, muscle head. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now, so that's completely out of touch. So somebody made a lot of money switching that thing around. There but how, no how, how would you make money doing that? I don't get it. I would say that certain organizations that are taking in millions of dollars from Hollywood donations will say, hey, man, we'll give you a couple hundred grand to take that back. It's not their money. What do they I care? I suppose. Exactly. I don't know if that's what happened. It just it makes me, it's very suspicious that all of a sudden, oh, I had the wrong guy. Oh, did you? You had two weeks to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you find out, oh, oh it's not the guy. No, I'm sorry. But it can't be the only one that would have worked in that club when they were exactly. both there, right? Exactly, but nobody wants to. There's too much money to be made now. That's the problem. You could make money by being, well, and let's talk about out of touch. You want to talk a little out of touch here? Timmy, you ready for this story? I'm going to read one story, and then I'll turn it over to you, okay? Sure. An Ohio state senator is accused of showcasing systemic racism in a hearing to determine whether racism should be declared a public health crisis. So he used racism (laughs) at a meeting about racism. Uh. Uh, You ain't going to believe what he said, by the way. I have not heard that word used that way in about 35 years. State GOP Senator Steve Huffman, an emergency room doctor. He's a doctor on top of it. Oh, Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> Needs your pain in the ass. Well, I will not be going to you, Buster. I can promise you that. Well, he's an ER doc. By the time you get there, you usually don't have much choice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much true, yeah. State GOP Senator Steve Huffman, an emergency room doctor on the Senate Health Committee, was questioning Ohio Commission on Minority Health Chief Angela Dawson uh, on Tuesday when he asked, okay, here we go. You ready? This is a state uh, senator, GOP senator from Ohio, said, and talking to Minority Health Chief Angela Dawson, said, 
why black people were harder hit by COVID-19 than white people, per the Washington Post, I understand African-Americans have a higher incidence of chronic conditions, and it makes them more susceptible to death from COVID, the white senator told the black witness before pondering why the group was more likely to contract the virus. Could it just be that African-Americans or coloreds... Oh, no. He said colored. Oh, no. He said colored. And then it gets worse, by the way. Could it be just be that African Americans or the colored population do not wash their hands as well as other groups? Oh no! Oh, oh no! Geez. Oh my God! Could you be any dumber, sir? That's why their hands are only white on the inside. Yes, poor dentist. Don't wash the back after. <laughs> Jesus, Palomino, twenty twenty. This guy is a doctor and a senator, and he says colored population don't wash their hands. Okay. Well, let me turn it over to Tim Lambert right. here on the on the family podcast. <laughs> Did anybody say to him, "How dare you, sir?" How dare you? That sounds sir. like a "How dare you, sir?" moment. I, I just, Holy smokes! Honest to God, <sighs> I tell you, man, you just got to be careful with every little thing you say. You do. That's true. Yesterday, I was reading a story. It was a professor coming into, I think it was some university in Arizona, uh, because because in a t- I don't know if it was a tweet or something. He said there are good cops, and because he said good cops, uh, they disinvited him to uh, really at this university. I can't take it yeah. anymore. I really can't take it anymore. Look, even if ten percent of cops are horrible, it still leaves six hundred and thirty thousand cops minimum that are great people, and you want to throw all six hundred thirty thousand under the bus because of the bad cops. Chris Rock did have a pretty good. quote about that. He goes, you know, there's some professions where you can't afford any bad apples. Like American Airlines. Most of our pilots are good, but we have a few that like to fly in the mountains. (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah, about 10% of our pilots really suck, but don't worry about it. The other 90 are pretty decent. Exactly. But, I mean, you can't throw everybody under the bus because of, uh, you know, a group of people. And let's say half the cops. That's still 350,000 people that don't deserve to be treated that way. You know, I've been listening well, to some... Well, you saw the... Uh, oh, sorry, Tim, go the, ahead. The deal from the New York Police Union guy, right? I don't think so. What, what, what did he say? Oh, God, Cassie, you got to look it up. What is uh, it? The, the, um, for, for, it? It's a New York City Police Union guy. Oh, uh, I did see that. I saw the, the video. He was angry. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, so, yeah. But I tell you what, I mean, speaking of going after... Everything, of course. Last week we talked about I Legos, you know. And it, oops, sorry about that. Oh yeah, he's. Oh yeah. no, no, go ahead, go Is ahead, that go him ahead. Ranting. Yep. We are restrained, and you know what? I'm saying this to all the cops here, because you know what? Everybody's trying to shame us. The legislators, the press, everybody's trying to shame us into being embarrassed about our profession. But you know what? This isn't stained by someone in Minneapolis. It's still got a shine on it. And so do theirs. So do theirs. Stop treating us like animals and bugs and start treating us with some respect. That's what we're here today to say. We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. 
Next time Officer Dave comes in, I want him to use the word vilified. I want to hear it. <laughs> vilified. I've been vilified. We've all been vilified. We're not well, on a basic a level, on a basic level, the deal like last week with the Legos and the cops. Yes. Now I read an article where protesters are going after Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, <sighs> because of the positive, positive uh, uh, depiction of police dogs. Police dogs are now guilty, too. Okay. Paw Patrol? Police puppies. Paw Patrol. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us that we are... Now we're going after cartoon puppies. Oh, okay. Look, I just want to see... I'll be locked in my house if we don't have cops, by the way, with all my guns laying on the table. But... (laughs) I'm just telling you, you aren't going to believe what's going to happen to you if we don't have a police force. You ain't going to believe it. I have the solution. I'm ready. The federal government, legalized pot, send everybody a bag, <laughs> and two now. weeks later, everything will be fine. That's true. I don't care. Happy. There you won't know. be any crime. Potheads don't stick people up because they just laugh all the time, right? Well, plus the fact that you just go, hey, man. It'll be mellow, man. Yeah. It'll be mellow. Cops could come back to work. I don't care. So <laughs> instead of $350 billion, I think, you know, bag for every person, well, that costs maybe a couple of billion. Yeah, most. Well, you're absolutely right. I got no problem with that at all. All I know is we got to do something about the colored population washing their hands properly. <laughs> I still can't believe that guy said that. Oh, what year is it? I don't know. I, uh, that's bizarre. I mean, I know with the Muslim community, they have a different way of doing bathroom habits and yeah, stuff they like do, that. Right. I don't know if that's what he was referring Maybe. to. Maybe. Uh, who the hell knows? Well, do you think he's just getting, you think he's getting confused about using the, the phrase people of color somehow? People of color, colored population. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. How do you go there? I just don't know how you would go there. We shall take a break and come right back, and Timmy's going to tell us about some movies, all kinds of good stuff right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great (laughs) it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you. 
just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Do, 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 do. Timmy, before you launch into it, i got to read you the most ridiculous headline I've ever seen in my entire life. This is what we're talking about. we got COVID-19, which some people are saying is on the rise again. Others are saying it's not, so we don't even know. we got... Uh, you know, we got uh, protesters, which is fine. We got rioters, which is not fine. We got an election in less than five months. So this is what we want to talk about. You ready? Yes, sir. Biden raises prospect of Trump escorted from White House. He says it would happen if President loses election but refuses to leave. Well, got, it would happen. But that's what you're talking about now? Yeah. yeah nothing better to talk about than that. Good God. Who said he wouldn't leave it? I think, to tell you the truth, some of the, about half time, I think that, that Trump's trying to lose the election. Oh, I think that he's been trying to get fired since the day he walked <laughs> into office. That's you. the only logical explanation. I agree. It's like, why would you say that? He's going, darn it, that didn't work. All right, how about if I do this? How about if I even do this? Maybe get even worse. And the other thing, Tim, I'm, I'm so happy to see, and you and I talked about it this morning, but... My God, those horrible shows like Cops and Live PD. Thank God they're fine because, gee, they're breaking up crime. We wouldn't want to watch that. No, no, not at all. Yeah, after 20-some years, no less, with Cops. And, um, yeah, I just forwarded, Cassie, a couple of articles that, that talk about that very thing along with the Paw Patrol outrage. I said outrage. Outrage at the Paw Patrol. Uh, it, and this isn't some fringe outlet reporting this either. New York Times is reporting this. Now, just so, just for my own knowledge, Paw Patrol is like a cartoon for four-year-olds, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Right. My son loved Paw Patrol. And the puppy was a police outfit. Yeah, they have a puppy. Well, there's a puppy that's a police officer. His name is Chase, I believe. And then you have one that's a firefighter. Okay. Oh, gosh. I I don't need the whole synopsis. I just, it's a cartoon for four-year-olds. Yeah, so they have, like, different, like, emergency. So this is like when uh, Teletubbies, there was a big backlash because one of the Teletubbies was supposed to be gay. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I got it. Just checking in. Oh, that's right. The one with the the triangle Triangle on his head. Yeah, that's right. And he carried a red purse. And that was for two-year-olds, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They were for pre-verbal people. (laughs) My son watched that for a while. He loved the vacuum cleaner. Anyway. I didn't mean to interrupt. It doesn't seem like you're upset by it at all. I am on the inside. You know what? I think I've changed my mind on this whole thing. I think uh, they have a, a good point. We really do need to weed out the white people. <laughs> Honest to God. First of all, we start with the United, a senator in Ohio saying colored population. Now, Walmart ends policy. Panda's racist. African-American beauty products won't be locked up anymore. They lock up the Jerry Curl? Oh. Not the white beauty products, just the African-American ones. That's <sighs> real smart right there. Maybe we should just fold up the white race. It might be time. Uh-oh. Good. God. Well, I mean, what are you thinking? Oh, you should probably shut that door if that's her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to make noise for her. Oh, it's Bilski. Bilski. Hey, <laughs> That's not a very warm welcome. Howdy. Hi, gentlemen. That's still okay. Are you on the air? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're fine. Don't worry about it, Bilski. Uh, this is what 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, 11.52, that's what time he usually gets to the bank. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's not buying it. Well, put your headphones on. This yeah, one, Cassie? Actually, you can probably, let's try this one. Who used it last? Alex. <laughs> oh, well, Alex. Former employee of Mike Bilski, by so the way. So, what answer would have not had you wipe it off? Tom. Catherine. Okay. <laughs> oh, Catherine, oh. but well, not she sits here. <laughs> there you go. You got it all wiped off from the Alex germs? Yes. I'm glad to hear it. Got the kale spit off there. Yeah. Got the kale, <laughs> kale spit off there. Drool. Exactly. Sage leftover food, maybe. Sage leftover food. Yeah. Uh, no question about it. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Michael. Ooh, you Good got morning. Seven minutes. Of Good morning. Mo- Hello, Mike. My name is Tim Lammers. How hey, are you, sir? Mr. Lammers? I love your uh, your ratings on the movies. I just think it's great. The Lammometer. <laughs> Boy, the one. Came hey, up. fantastic! Thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored you would know that. Plus, uh, I, I do believe uh, time and again, uh, Tom makes fun of your Polish heritage. I don't uh, let know me just what you're talking you about. <laughs> well, I, 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 I just want to let you know that uh, I am. A proud quarter Polish, so I'm right there with you. Mike. Well, I, I think it's because that, uh, you know, like all true Polacks, the best five years of my life was kindergarten. So. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out, man. Okay, so we got to catch you up, Michael, to just the tone of the news today. Yes. Uh, of course, we, uh, we did find out uh, apparently from an Ohio senator, a Republican Ohio yes. senator, by the way, that uh, there's such a thing as the quote-unquote colored population that don't wash their hands properly, and that's why they get COVID-19. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Now, this just came out. Walmart ends policy panned as racist. African-American beauty products won't be locked up anymore. So they lock up the black people's stuff, but not the white people's stuff. I I don't know if that's uh, true. I think they locked them all up. Oh, do they really? Well, why would they lie about well, that? Well, you know, it's the news, Tommy. I know that they they do lock up, like, the shave, uh, the sure. shaving blades, the shavers and all that. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, they yeah. lock that up, Even I know. Even at Walgreens, yeah, because those are expensive. They're so people they <laughs> steal So what are the yeah. white beauty no matter products? The case. Is that, like, Brill Cream or? Yeah, yes. Must be. Brill Cream and uh, Tony Home Permanent. Dippity do. Dippity do. Tim, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I was just supposed. Oh, to... Oh no, no, no! I well, was just going to say that no I'd matter the case, the whether it's. <laughs> I'm going to go back out to the lobby. Whether they lock things up or not, I think the world has gone to hell in a handbasket, as they say. No, you're don't you think? No, it's just think really gone to hell in a handbasket. It has. It's true. And it has indeed. So, Timmy, where should we start? Should we start with, um, oh, I did want to get your take. Have you seen, because Darkness Dave and Cassie told me to watch, Vast of Night. Have you seen it? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's and, right. You hate uh, it. It's, you can tell in the tone of my voice. Uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, did you like it, Cassie? Did Dave like it? Because I just thought it was slow and... It's short, but it seems like it takes forever and doesn't really Sounds get like going to anything meaningful until the very end. I, I don't know. I, I liked know. it because I, I oddly liked it. Yes, I can see where it can feel slow, but it had such a, it had that twilight build to it or the Twilight Zone build to it, like you don't know what yeah, to expect right. at the end. I usually like that. Yeah, so I mean... They I was frame intrigued. it in that sort of thing. What do they call it? It's, it's a fictional TV show. Um, 
something theater or whatever. So it, yeah, it's framed like Play a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it, something it, like that. Yeah, it had that kind of, and it's kind of. It, I think it's like the era that they picked was like the '60s. So it just had that. Yeah, I think it was '56, maybe. Even. Yeah, it was like one of those. It's kind of like it felt like one of those short films. Oh, did it? it almost felt kind of art housey to me. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but there I was a lot it. of endless babbling to me between the two characters. Mm-hmm. No, they, that's they, the usual radio. The two show. main characters are walking, and they're just blah 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 blah. Okay, where's this going? Where's this going? Where's this going? Yeah, I, it was so hyped. But again, there you go. I mean, generally, the uh, kiss of death for any movie or TV show or whatever is if it's so overhyped. I mean, you are going to be underwhelmed to an extent. I, I can't think of too many movies that were overhyped that actually lived up to the hype. I don't know. I think so it's that's just, kind of the way I felt it. Yeah, felt to it. me, it was just kind of a fun movie to just to, to cuddle on the couch <laughs> on a rainy night and just watch it. I think it's only like an hour and 20 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it's very short. I know that. Yeah. So, so well, that explains it then, because my wife got up and said, "This I was is stupid." Say, so I had nobody to cuddle, cuddle with. with. <laughs> you got to have somebody to cuddle with. You're absolutely right about that. You know, I could deliver the uh, classic dumbass disc jockey joke. This would be definitely a disc jockey joke. You ready? Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, was recommended I watch uh, Vast of Night, uh, but after talking to Tim Lammers, I gave it the vasectomy. <laughs> ah, boy. I could be doing afternoons in, like, Des Moines. <laughs> Jokes Des Moines. like that, baby. Well, not maybe Des Moines. Cedar Rapids. Tell them you got to get more of the puker in there, Tom. you got to be puking a little more. I'm giving it a vasectomy, man. <laughs> Wasn't that yesterday's conversation? Vasectomy? Didn't you bring that up a couple days ago? Oh, wait, we're, yeah, we're yeah, talking we about yeah. people sticking things up their urethra. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh my God! Well, did you see the Japanese? What they now released yesterday, or at least in America, for little babies, they have rolls of toilet paper where you paint with their poop as you're wiping them off. You paint pictures oh. on the toilet paper with their poop, and they're stunned they lost the war. <laughs> Dog. Sorry. <laughs> Terribly harsh thing to well, say. Well, everybody laughed. Well, they did. That's true, including me. Uh, <laughs> I should point that out, by the way. Anyway, okay. Like so, I say, uh, hell in a handbasket. Hell in a handbasket. Hell in a handbasket right is true. All right, so what else we got? Well, you know, I, I, I don't think I'll be able to convince you with the king of Staten Island, but again, now we're talking on the other end of the spectrum with the zero sort of expectation of this film because of Pete Davidson being in it. Um, but again, I mean, it, it, you know, when you learn his story, because essentially it's his story told with in a, in a fictional, it's framed in a fictional situation, you really kind of come to understand why he is the way he is. I mean, he's, had, he's been traumatized his whole life. And, you know, just the whole idea of how do you move on I hope this movie, by doing it and confronting those demons, um, that he will be able to move on um, from, you know, whatever's holding him back. I mean, the guy's getting in trouble off the set and everything, and I, and, and I said this earlier, you know, and Mike Bryant texted me, actually. He says, you know, I still kind of like Saturday Night Live. I, I think it's terrible, but I, I think part of the reason that, you know, I mean, Pete Davidson, whenever he's on there, he's just not funny. And a lot of that show isn't funny. Right. But when you see him in a film like this in a dramatic role and you realize, 
wow, I mean, this is this is really good stuff. That he, you know, good acting, great acting. Um, you think, wow, this guy actually has a hope, you know, hope for sure, some sort of career. Not only, uh, maybe not so much in comedy, but in drama. It was weird, man. It was it was such of a, su- a surprise to me. So, and then the other thing that I had to point out was, you know, just this uh, a peek into the lives of firefighters. You know, because his dad lost his life right. a firefighter, your firefighter on nine eleven. So, you know, it, it really uh, tips the hat and gives a lot of respect to you know New York City firefighters and the, the danger they put themselves in. You know, so it, it, there's just so much to the movie. I, I can't say enough about it. We shall take a break. Be right back. Another segment. We'll be talking about another show that Tim doesn't think is funny. <laughs> right after this with the family. <laughs> Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Da, da, da. We are back. Mike Bilski in studio with us. Cassie and Ferrandi. Doug Sprinthal, Car Selling Secrets with Mike Bilski in the second hour. But now Tim Lammers. Now Tim Lammers. Hello. Yeah, I, I, I'm still is. hearing the music for some reason. Oh. Tough titty. Do your job. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think Tom, you were alluding to a show turned movie. Yeah. Now, Tom, of course, and I feel the same way about this uh, show. But I don't know how Mike and and Doug and Cassie feel about <clears throat> impractical jokers. Now, there's impractical jokers, the movie. The movie. I don't get it. I just pranking your friends. Okay, once was funny. You're gonna do it. How many years now? They're trying to go the way of jackass. I think. Yeah, they kind of are. I, I, and they're nice guys. We've had them oh, all on yeah. the show. Nicest guys in the world. You couldn't ask for nice guys. I just don't get how it's funny, though. I, well, the the big mistake they make here is, you know, now they they frame it within a, a, a movie sort of story, a narrative. You know, they have to set up a, a road trip. So now all of a sudden these guys are acting, you know, and the dialogue is, terrible the acting is horrible and in between um basically it's just a bunch of episodes of impractical jokers yeah so you know if anything works if you find that sort of thing funny that that you know i think will be the appeal for fans of the show but uh, again the whole idea of pranking your buddies 
and three guys standing behind some monitors just doubling over and laughing like it's the funniest thing they've ever heard. It's so obnoxious to me. Yeah. And that, that's why I, I couldn't take it. I just couldn't take it because it wasn't funny. Well, I understand exactly what you're talking about. I just I don't see it as being that funny either. I just don't. Uh, you I don't know. know. Does, do, do you guys see it, Mike or, or uh I I or don't Doug see it Kathy? as funny as all. At I, all. I have not uh, seen it. No, I haven't either. People love it. I mean, it's got huge ratings. People absolutely love the pranking. I just, I did not grow up in a pranking neighborhood. As I said, you start pranking people in North Minneapolis, <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah. Good. Hey, let's kneel down behind him and then push him over your, yeah. yeah I wouldn't do that. No, me neither. Not a plan. Yeah. Not a plan. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, look, again, it. I'm glad that these guys are successful. They found a niche. They're mm-hmm. making money, mm-hmm. you know, and shit, I'd be laughing too if I were making that kind of money doing that stupid stuff. I mean, dream job. Right. But again, uh, when you try to milk this thing for as much as you can, which clearly they're doing here, it just, you know, it's going to run out of steam at some point. And again, yeah. I'm coming from an, a standpoint where I haven't even seen the TV show. I'm just going by. You know, this from a movie standpoint, maybe the TV show is funnier. I don't know. But again, yeah, you're not going to get me. in. I guess the reason I haven't watched it is because that's I have zero interest in this pranking stuff. Yeah, me well, too. It'll be interesting to see how much it costs to produce the movie and how much they took in. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that's just it. Can't see how it would cost anything well, to produce it. Yeah, and they're charging, I think it was six ninety nine a pop. To download it, oh, is that and right? um, Ooh, yeah, I didn't get a screener news. link for that one, so uh, I threw that money uh, away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, all the sacrifices I make for you guys, right? Oh right? God, I see it here so you don't we have go. to. You, took one for the team. Team. <laughs> you know what else happened? Oh, yeah, <laughs> but you're right, Mike. I mean, if if it doesn't cost a lot of money to make, they're gonna it, it's hand over fist because they're gonna make a lot of money because you're big. Celebrity cameos are Paula Abdul and Jaden Smith. Oh, I mean, yeah. oh, it nothing to produce. Oh. <laughs> they dust her off. Right? I actually met her one time many years ago at Creation Audio. She was cutting her. She cut it in Minneapolis. Oh, really? On yeah. uh, uh, Lindale? Well, I was on Nicollet. At Nicollet, that that's right. It was on Nicollet, yeah. Is that Terry Lewis? And No, different studio. No, it was, no, it was a different studio. I was over oh. on 26 and, and uh, Nicollet, right across from the... Uh, Black Forest Inn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right across the street. But I walk in there, and there's this really pretty young girl, a tiny, I mean, yeah, she looks like a giant compared to her. But she's bawling her eyes out, and I said, Who's that? They said, Her name is Paula Abdul. I said, What's the problem? Well, she's trying to cut an album, and it's not really going for <laughs> She did have one hit, though, didn't she? She had a yeah. hit. She had a couple hits. She oh, did she? Uh, she had a couple hits. You. Snake. I didn't she know had, that. Um, Okay. Come together. That's uh, right. Oppos- no. Opposites attract. Where she did the dance with the cartoon cat. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 She was more of a dancer than I think a singer. Yeah. I think so. that's right. And I, another person. I heard she's a very nice person. Mm-hmm. You know, very pleasant. Well, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and it's hard to knock people for that. I mean, in these impros- impractical Joker guys, you don't like to knock people. No. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these people, people are good, hardworking folks. And Paula Abdul, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really recall hearing any stories of her being a monstrous pain like say uh leah michelle or something oh, like, like that leah michelle uh, you mean is that you're talking yeah about? yeah you know, so i mean you know it's just sometimes people get involved with these projects and i don't think anybody goes in with the intention of making a bad movie 
They don't, unless you're, what's the guy from The Room? What's his name? Oh, uh, David that, something? Is it David? Disaster artist? I did not hit her. Disaster oh, artist, Mark. yeah. I did not hit her. I didn't. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. That, that, oh, um, I'm sure he even went in with the idea of making an epic, but, you know, yeah. sometimes it just doesn't, it was an doesn't epic. turn out. And the, the movie with um, James Franco that played him, Yeah. was it yeah. The Disaster yeah. Artist? Yeah, just on that. Net, yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It is, yeah. Okay, yeah. It is, yeah. I just saw She it wasn't listening. listening. I know, it's okay. I thought Catherine was over there. <laughs> Sorry, listen to a word I, I, said. I'm having listeners text me and message me because I can't message back. By the way, did you see how hard she laughed yesterday when I said that thing about, you know, lying in bed next to her? Mm-hmm. She's, ha, ha, ha. I said, because they're saying now you should, if you're going to have sex, you should both wear a mask, <laughs> right? All the rest of it. <laughs> And what the hell did I say to something about Catherine? I said, I'm not going to do that or whatever. But And I said, well, actually, to tell you the truth, she's going to have sex with me. Catherine would probably want to wear a mask, <laughs> but over her eyes, not her mouth. Right. She's like, oh, 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 oh. Like, why is that so funny? What the hell are you laughing at, sister? I have no life. That's Can all I, I do know. a shameless plug here? Shame? Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. We do. Well, tonight on Travel Channel at... 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Why didn't he call into the morning show this morning? He is so busy. Ah, Joe, he's a TV guy. They don't do shit. <laughs> well, I'm would. glad you got the math right, too. He's, he's, <laughs> 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Well, Way to go. Pe- trust me, booking guests, some people just do I not know. understand they time don't get zones. It. They <laughs> don't get time zones. You're right about um, that. But uh, Travel Channel got creative because of the, Dave's production had to be shut down due, due to COVID. Yeah. So he came home, and they're trying to put out new content. So what they're doing is they're going behind the scenes, and tonight at 9 Central uh, on Travel Channel, it's called Holzer Files uh, Decrypted. It's where the team looks back at the scariest, most insane, outrageous moments, plus they answer viewers' questions, and they also share some insights and never-before-seen footage that they didn't put during the regular season. So and he also he did four of them. He so I think next week it'll be Kindred Spirits, I believe, or Destination um, Fear, and then he did one with the Ghost Brothers. So they're doing like four different ones, and Dave is the host of it. So it should be interesting to see how it works. They kind of did the whole Zoom thing, and I've noticed some a lot of the TV shows are doing that as well. Um, Parks and Rec just put out a special about three weeks ago or a month ago. And it was actually kind of cute how they did it. And they were all on Zoom, but they couldn't be with each other. But they right. played their characters. Right. Um, and I thought that went well. So I'm, I'm excited to see how this turns out. Um, Dave loves doing that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping they, I'm hoping they share some footage. There was a, he's talked about it in his talks. There's a, one of the episodes, he got depantsed by a ghost. Who did? Dave. Yeah, that's what he told you. <laughs> right. No, honey, my pants are down <laughs> yeah. because... Yeah. Well, the like got to have an excuse. A female ghost. That <laughs> was a female ghost. No, no. The only person he was standing next to was his tech guy, Shane. So unless uh-huh. there's something else sure. going on, then it's I like don't the, know. It's like the Peter O'Toole story. He goes oh, out on a two-week it. bender, and he comes home, and he pounds on the front door and yells out to his wife, Honey, why didn't you pay the ransom? <laughs> Why didn't you pay the ransom? I loved him. I thought he was hilarious. All right. I'm sitting here pantsless now, just to, to the spirit of Dave. Darkness Dave. In any case, you got about one more minute, Timmy. What else you got, Pally? 
Well, uh, you know, not a lot. I guess I'm just kind of waiting to see what the direction the theaters are going to go. I mean, obviously, 25% capacity is uh, um, get not a lot for theaters, and it's not a lot for not a lot of incentive for studios to put out new movies. Right. So, and like I was explaining this morning, I mean, maybe by mid-July we'll start seeing new movies. But again, it's a wait and see because. Are there going to be spikes again? And, and, and you know, the date for, for Tenet, the first big movie coming out in July, is a soft date, meaning they can move it if they need to. So I'm just kind of monitoring that situation because it's, it's been a rough go for theater owners, that's for sure. I could see that. Timmy, we will talk to you next week, Pally. All right. Have a great weekend. Nice to talk with you, Mike and Doug. Thanks, Tim. And uh, Cassie, have a great weekend, everybody. Oh, yeah, way to toss Cassie in at the end there. Cassie? All right. See you guys later. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be back with our two car selling secrets special guest, Mike Bilski, up next.